and welcome to the Record Celtic podcast. I'm Liam Bryce and today I'm joined by Graham Young to discuss all the latest from Parkhead. On the pod today, Celtic return to winning ways in the Premiership as they saw off Kilmarnock at Rugby Park. Lee Griffiths is back among the goals. We'll look at his performance and also Chris Boyd's criticism of the Celtic striker. And of course, as the transfer window enters its final stages, we will assess the potential ins and outs. But first of all, just to matters on the pitch, Graham. Uh-huh. Uh, it was Celtic's first Premiership game since, of course, the 29th of December. Um, back to winning ways, but what did you make of the performance? A lot to kind of go over from it, new shape, yeah. two up front. What was your verdict on it? Well, you're just saying the two up front. Exactly, football's got a way of reinventing itself, eh? <laughs> it's, uh, for all, all the years of just one striker, it is quite a refreshing change to see Odson Edward Lee Griffiths playing up top together it's something uh, Brendan Rodgers flirted with for a while he'd Dembele and Edward before uh, Dembele joined Leon, and I think Celtic fans were excited about the potential of that pairing but I think you were able to see in the Thistle game uh, the signs of promise of Griffiths and Edward dovetailing together mm-hmm. and it was uh, in full effect again uh, really dangerous Obviously, with the two strikers, it's without it's more through necessity at the moment without the lack of wingers, and um, I think it, it worked really well. Griffiths in particular, uh, he's very lively, he's, and he obviously looked impressive at the start of the season of the injuries and so forth uh, derailed him. But I think the one thing that's uh, underrated about Griffiths' uh, style of play is he, he is a goal scorer first and foremost, but he is excellent at working in the round with players and Edward as we know as a player who thrives in that as well and mm-hmm. I think it's going to make a deadly double act moving forward uh, both of them were very good and both obviously getting the score sheet as well Yeah and it looked to, to me as well as that uh, I think you know, Griffiths he seemed to be holding more of a kind of central position a bit mm-hmm. higher up the park and then it was almost as if Edward had a bit of licence to, to kind of roam around he was the one that seemed to be to drop to be dropping in and taking the ball and that that suits him doesn't it yeah 100% and I think you were able to see that with Edward's big chance in the first five minutes where Griffiths it's just that's that innate ability of an out and out goal poacher as well where he chases that ball down manages to get in front he did good claim for a penalty he did, fair as well. did yeah. he got lamped and, uh, uh, the I ball. guess one of those ones when it's the keeper involved you very rarely get exactly. them it's, it's the same way when there's like a touch on the keeper they 100%. tend to get a foul isn't and, uh, it? I think as well the other reasons because it landed straight at Edward's feet and I think that is almost as good as a penalty <laughs> kick and somehow he managed to it was a bit of a howler to be fair. I know it was I, so obviously I think uh, Edward's quite pleased Griffiths uh, claim for a penalty took the heat off him but yeah. and there was I think as well in midfield um, when you're playing the, f- the three in the middle there was a difference obviously Rogic's injury uh, brought in and Cham there was a real solidity of those three and that allowed Cal McGregor in particular it reminded me a lot of the performances of McGregor when he broke through under Rogers, where he was mm. constantly he had a couple of good chances as well where he was getting forward almost the auxiliary number 10 uh, with Chris out the team but the team worked well there was um a good structure a good shape to the way they played I know Johnny Hayes sometimes he's a big favourite of Neil Lennon I think some Celtic fans have been grumbling for um, a more regular run for Greg Taylor but I thought Hayes I I thought Hayes is a decent night he was uh, very active down the left hand side and gave uh, that helped Celtic that was a a width Frimpong and Mm -hmm. Hayes were able to uh, provide a real spark down the wings and Frimpong certainly did I felt especially at that first goal Uh and it's so easy to go up and down like for a player who's 
he's he's obviously top top quality. Just a couple of games before the the break there, he it wasn't his absolute peak. But this is a nineteen year old boy getting his first taste of senior football. But I thought last night he's got that that move like all the great players have a signature trick and when yeah. he kind of slows down and speeds up and goes past the player it's, I mean there's nothing complicated about that but no, it doesn't but it's, necessarily mean it's, it's, it's devastating you can see it. it's not easy to deal with I yeah, think exactly. it was at Amaline in the yeah he'll, the he'll be having nightmares left well left back left toiling exactly for that's that first goal perfect way of putting it and I think it's almost the reverse isn't it like when Tierney and Lustig with the the full backs um, Lustig is we started to advance in years was happy to kind of move inside and Tierney would be the one bombing on down the left mm-hmm. it's on the other side of the pitch now it's Frimpong's the Tierney basically as a Celtic team where he's asked to provide a attacking threat uh, constantly and he's actually got that um, ability that Tierney has sometimes and a lot of defenders when they get to the byline they just hang these balls into the box at, without much conviction but he's constantly whipping balls in mm-hmm. and that's what causes danger in, uh, yeah uh, defence it's any team will struggle with that if good Dovery's going in at the ball yeah, he looks to he sort of, it is similar to Keenan Tierney I think you're right in that he looks to pick people out yeah as that's, well, that's rather perfect than, way of putting it it's you know as you say you know some guys get to the byline and it's just as if it's almost just it's good enough just to put a, a ball into the box yeah. whereas you know obviously especially I think when you're playing that that system and you're with it's the wing backs and not the wingers then it becomes kind of doubly important yeah, that's, oh, that's the way Neil Lennon played in some really good Celtic teams, but the best team he ever played in probably was, and he was 3 5 2. Mm-hmm. And that had Alan Thompson for the most part, Didier Regat. Wing backs were King and Martin O'Neill's team. And something Lennon's he's tried it a few times over the years. It's a bit of yeah. a tactical chameleon. He'll <laughs> try anything once, you know, but I think he knows the benefits of free fighting. It's obviously yeah. it's a safe through necessity. I think Brendan present. Rodgers tried it a few times. Exactly. Didn't yeah, it? It's one, one of them was at Rugby Park, I yep, remember. Of course it was. Um, and I think it works well. And we've noticed with the Rugby Park pitch, it's, it wasn't always the biggest in Scotland, but it's been taken in a bit anyway. So mm-hmm. you need to try and make the pitch as wide as you possibly can because you can. But the idea for Kilmarnock and under Alex they're going back to the Steve Clark blueprint and it's all about keeping things tight but I never get the feeling last night as much as Alex is a disciple of Steve Clark it never felt unless they weren't doing it correctly they weren't <laughs> the, the same stinginess there was, there was more ambition at times like uh-huh. that was ultimately their undoing because yeah. there was opportunities there for Celtic to score goals from the first minute to the last last night yeah. could have been more convincing they were always looking dangerous I think in terms of Kilmarnock would you like even though I think there was you're right in saying there was maybe a bit more ambition at times but that didn't necessarily mean that they carried more of a threat no I always not. felt like Steve Clark in these games against Celtic and obviously against Rangers as well like they you, you, always, you always did feel as though they carried something going forward come on but you didn't really not until even Brophy came on I think right. that kind of changed it up a wee bit no, but I think that's true yeah and I think with that as well if you defend so resolutely you, every team gets chances in games so come on look this fantastic ability of keeping teams out so when the chances did come and teams mm-hmm. are by nature more nervous you know not a lot going on and that's that was the hallmark of Steve Clark's team but last night I think they were kind of caught between uh, two styles really mm-hmm. uh, I think oh, it's easy to forget that Alessio's style of play was pretty pragmatic as well yeah. I think that's trying to inject a bit of, bit of life, life exactly yeah. into the way they're playing but Celtic were more than good enough. and I th- and who knows it's I think 
this Kilmarnock team might cause teams problems further down the line so maybe Celtic it was um, got them at a good, a good, time. Got them at good yeah. time. Yeah. Do you think it was a red card? Alan Power, the tackle on Pong was <sighs> tough. one of those ones that's it's, been analysed. It's analyzed. a really tough one. Uh, I think there was a lot of talk the night before David Lee's tackle, uh, get the red card, double jeopardy type thing, mm-hmm. where there was intent. And that to me, there was Alan Power was very much in the mindset that he was going to take whatever take out the player on the ball yeah. um, and I can understand and you can tell with Frimpong he's been left um, in a bad way obviously awaiting scans and um, I think it's a very tough one what about yourself Liam if you're putting on your referee's hat <laughs> I don't know again it is, it is a tough one I think they're the, um, I feel like if he had been sent off I don't think there would have been too many complaints over it it had the kind of almost the sort of element of it's reckless challenge. Well, yeah, I, I, to an extent, I and then it, it, it felt like one of those ones where it's uh, clocks running down. We are three one down, um, and then somebody just you know comes in and just cleans out everything. Takes ball, takes man, takes everything. There was a maybe a hint of frustration about it, um, but again, I think you say it's like you compare it to that David Lee's one. It is difficult, but I don't think anybody would have had any huge complaints if he had seen red for it but I think the the kind of the early indications with Frimpong that he was at least up and walking around yep. after the game so and obviously it's, obviously it's worrying when you see anybody mm-hmm. you know carried off in the stretcher like that and he's vitally important this is it's going to be such fine margins that decide this title race and uh, Celtic found he's just a pocket rocket isn't he just a mm-hmm. live wire and he changes the way games uh, the course of the games he's just the speed the power the pace that's what really makes a difference in big matches mm-hmm. and you could see with Rangers well people talk obviously about Frimpong maybe wasn't his absolute best in the game before the uh, Parkhead but Rangers made sure it was almost like I compared it to Gladiators back in the day when you had to run the duel going past. <laughs> that's what it's like for Frimpong like, yeah, honestly three or four guys always yeah. on the side of the pitch Aye. and the Forrest further, was the further you got up the pitch the more the more bodies appeared <laughs> that's what it was like and Forrest was very ineffective in the day as well oh, so uh, that he wasn't help exactly so uh, no Frimpong yeah. I think every Celtic fan will be crossing their fingers it'll be back as soon as possible yeah in fact I'm just um, I'm going to revise what I said about Alan Power because we've just watched it on our, our massive screen uh-huh. uh, in this extremely advanced podcast room that we What's have the <laughs> I do think it was a red card Excellent. I do think um, but uh, back you know Lee Griffiths uh, scored the goal um, and then there was what well, certainly seems now that he his celebration was aimed up at Chris Boyd in the, the, the Sky Sports gantry um, Boyd for anybody that doesn't know Boyd said a few weeks before that that was it Griffith? He had he'd maybe four weeks to save his, his Celtic career. Because obviously things weren't looking too positive for him at that point, but he's obviously he's come back in after the the winter break. Um, and he's scored two goals in two games. Uh, but then Boyd's, you know, Boyd's comments on Griffiths after the game were, they've kind of been kind of roundly criticised yeah. uh, in the aftermath. He was talking about the amount of games that Griffiths has missed and obviously a large portion of that was um, he was kind of you know he'd sign-lined himself almost Lee Griffiths to deal with his um, mental health issues mm-hmm. uh, so as I said it's been getting a lot of criticism the way Boyd chose to handle that especially you know with Boyd as we as we discussed yeah. you know off he's the kind of face of his own 
mental health charity. Yep. He's got first hand experience of how yeah. kind of horrible mental yeah. illness can be. Mm-hmm. So what did, what did you make of that? Do you agree with the criticism? How, what, what's your take on it? Yeah, I think the criticisms uh, avoid justified. You rightly point out the reasons why to face a mental health charity, Lee Griffiths. I think we're always looking in uh, life for role models, people, and for someone like Griffiths to front up and open up about his own personal issues, that should be lauded, and it probably should never be used um, in a debate to try and maybe point mm-hmm. score after a couple of events, like yeah. the celebration. But the one thing that I think people are missing this whole with Griffiths coming back, like from Charlie Nicholas's comments the other day about. Um, he shouldn't be celebrating like that and again like he's got nothing to prove Lee Griffiths has got everything to prove mm-hmm. this is Scottish football's best natural finisher in a generation he's a top top player he spent far too long on the sidelines uh, in recent years in terms of he's too good a player not to be playing he deserves to seek out any treatment he needs and get himself back to his best he deserves time uh, understanding and compassion and Anyone who is a goal at Lee Griffiths for celebrate putting his finger in his mouth or his fingers in his ear, it's just absolutely ridiculous because can you imagine all that pent up frustration mm-hmm. of being a player of, of calibre? Yeah. Missing these big matches, knowing you've got ability like that's the Having thing as well. Listen, to, listen and see oh, things. Exactly. And you're always you're written, prejudged you know, as well. He mentioned social media, Griffiths uh-huh. as well, that he said he'd, on social media he wishes people would just leave him alone. Of course. And that's the thing there. as well. He's a young guy who, like all is, uh, well, not saying we're all young, but uh, <laughs> young uh, enough, exactly. Uh, where it's you're almost tied to social media, so he's always wants to have a presence there as well. And you can understand that aspect. So if all these snipers and detractors are constantly going. The idea that he's not allowed. To, right, we live in the entertainment world. Football's there for our pleasure mm-hmm. for the most part. You should be allowed. It's all part of it. The idea to put it back on Griffiths and tear him to shreds I think that's a bit of all the people that have had a, a knock at Griffiths uh, in recent days and weeks I think that's it's just foolhardy and it did it, it surprised me as much as anything oh, like, come on it's just do you know like, it's he's scoring, he, the guy scores goals for a living <laughs> he's been for the reasons uh, specified not been able to score goals so obviously he's got to have all that and that's that's what fuels guys anyway for a guy like Griffiths he's using this mm-hmm. To get back to his best, he needs that edge. He needs to be sharp. Yeah. They brought in Patrick Clamalla and a three point five million deal. All of these things matter for this. He's using. He's trying to use it in a positive manner. Get back in the field. I think hopefully forget. I just think for Griffiths, the big thing over the next few weeks is how scoring goals will become a normal thing again, mm-hmm. and we can kind of move on because yeah. I think this has got a limited shelf life in terms of debate. Because I, th- I think anyone you can quite clearly see that the emotions behind Griffiths and the celebrations so mm-hmm. and what about yourself what do you think for I, I think as far as Boyd goes I, I just said that it was it kind of really it surprised me to be honest to coming from from a guy like Boyd who obviously as we said he's involved with do it do you think he has to address it I, th- I, th- I think the best thing for Boyd to do is to maybe is to just maybe speak out and, and address it because I don't think using Griffith's absence, which because so much of it was enforced through, you know, the, the issues that he was going through, to kind of use that as a, I just I just thought it was poorly kind of poorly judged from Boyd, and I think the best thing probably is for him to maybe speak out and clarify it, and 
you know, because I, I think there's, you know, Scottish football now, it's, you know, it's so kind of tribal and mm. parochial at times that nobody ever, you very rarely do you see somebody holding their hands up and going, yeah. do you know what, I was wrong there. It's almost like politics at times, yeah, doesn't it? I, I, I was wrong. Yeah. Uh, or this guy who plays for my team or the team I support was wrong. People never seem to want to kind of hold their hands up to things. So I think it would, you know, it was poor, poorly judged comments from Boyd, but I think it would maybe set a better example if he was to come out yeah. and say, you know, I have, I've maybe got this wrong here. Do you know, because I, 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 as I said, kind of in his position, it would, it would surprise me if there was any real kind of malicious intent behind what Boyd was saying. I think it was more just poorly, poorly I judged. I agree with that 100%. Time. I've got to be honest, and I think someone like Chris Boyd, who, again, we talk about Lee Griffiths helping people I think Chris Boyd's helped people he has with his charity yeah. as well yeah. so there's I no don't reason think this for this to yeah. I, I couldn't agree more I think it, I, there needs to be mature decisions made yeah. on uh, on Chris's part I think it's important to address yeah. it shouldn't, it shouldn't dis- just because he said something out I don't think it should necessarily I'm not saying it should discount any of the good work oh, 100% that not. Boyd has done with his charity I just think it's one of those things where it could be nipped in the bud or it could be allowed to you know, fester and because we, I mean, we saw <laughs> kind of incidents, these wee flashpoints and things these days are, mm-hmm. you know, it can be dragged on for, for weeks and weeks. Um, but, uh, you know, as we said, it, in terms of Griffiths as well, I think it would be good to see him get to a point where scoring goals is just a normal thing again and it's not. You know, it's not a massive story every time Lee Griffiths scores a goal. And that's probably the way the, the way he wants it, really. You know, hundred percent. The way he's, he's, he was kind of talking um, about, uh, you know, sort of needing people to kind of get off his back a wee bit on social media and be people sending him things, and he's he's got to look at. So it's if the attention is away from Lee Griffiths a wee bit, in a sense, it's probably probably a good thing. But I mean, is there a I kind of maybe an argument as well that you know this kind of angry Lee Griffiths with a point to prove is could be a good thing for Celtic because it's you know he's he, there's a kind of real purpose about his his yeah. play and his performances mm-hmm. at the moment that mm-hmm. wasn't kind of didn't seem entirely kind of apparent in the wee runouts he was getting yeah. in the first half of the season but he seems to have come back well, with a real fire about and those twelve minute cameos uh, it was almost that he'd been kind of reduced to the Eduardo Herrera role <laughs> previously Rangers when he used to have these and that's a shame for a player to grip but this uh, winter break I think Neil Lennon was always wanting to get to the winter break and the games come are, come so thick and fast for Celtic and Rangers uh, that there's so little time obviously in the training field to really implement new ideas or get players really up to speed so the, Dubai was massive for Griffiths it was a huge period for him to go out there get himself to real fitness and then after the winter break get right back to his best and you can see the difference you're right he needs that kind of I think he, that element of proving people wrong that's important mm. that should be it's not, it's not a negative do you know what I mean? yeah. that's something that should be uh, praised and one of the biggest things you just get back to on the field William it's in my head there as well that if someone says what's the biggest difference for Lee Griffiths and the Celtic team they're obviously goals but it's his set pieces as well that's such a massive thing like, so that was almost corners, a running like, joke at times exactly. among Celtic oh, fans great, like, and Christy for all his qualities is hit and miss his corners yeah. especially he's a very good player sometimes he can be excellent other times he can't beat the first man but Griffiths consistently puts good deliveries into mm-hmm. the box um, and Rangers have is the proven this season Borna Barisic Tavernier had consistent set piece deliveries made a massive difference for them mm. 
uh, and Celtic need that as well. It's got to be, like I say, it's fine margins, small details will decide who will be champions in mm-hmm. this season. And I think Griffiths on the pitch makes a massive difference, honestly. Yeah. set piece last night, there was uh, like six or seven occasions where he was uh, dangerous balls into the box. Yeah. But do you think there was obviously there was that wee incident where he came off uh-huh. and he's, he seems to have. Uh-huh. It's. it's yeah. Kind of inconclusive, and in the, the t- there's some suggestion that he did throw this bit of tape yep. towards the Kilmarnock fans. Some mm-hmm. I've seen some people saying that there was a bin. Uh-huh. I don't know. I mean, again, well, it's, 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 it's kind of hard I, to tell from the footage. I think but if, it's if he's chucked anything towards the fact it's not ideal. Wait, as much as you can stick like, the first one here. I think we've made the case for Lee Griffiths. Mm-hmm. The guy is a player, uh, but he's been through it. Must be incredibly tough. But those are the things that it goes back to that instant. His first well, first season under Brendan Rodgers where he took the half after coming off at Thistle at night. So they were heading 10 days out for the going for the Invincible treble. And it was a storyline that Brendan Rodgers could do without, but very quickly Rodgers um, had words with him. It was all mm-hmm. good. And I think the same. Uh, I can understand Neil Wayne coming out and sticking up from said he was a target for abuse as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Lee Griffiths, those are the small things. Like having a shush or a yeah. pundits, that's fair game. But if he has maybe... Yeah. Chuck something to supporters you could do without that uh-huh. that goes it's without not, I, yeah, it's it, not it, ideal it, it, right? did, it didn't look it didn't look good mm-hmm. on the TV I yeah. mean whatever the the kind of actual in, intent or lack yeah. of behind it it uh-huh. just it, it has to give things because it's the kind yeah. of thing that does run the risk of you know ending up with you know we've had all sorts of yeah. gestures and, uh-huh. and, and compliance officer obviously <laughs> I hope for slumber as well it's yeah. bad after you know it was a uh, quiet time now we're Aye, to it back. just took a Celtic and Rangers game to exactly. exactly. <laughs> Who would have thought? Aye, I know. No precedent for that. Um, as well, we're kind of moving into the last stages of the transfer window now. Yep. Celtic, mm-hmm. uh, Patrick Cl- Clamalla mm-hmm. has been in. He's got a run out already. Can we? Come on, we, we can say that the smile of sorrow is, but ninety nine percent. Is that just waiting for these? Work the work permit, permit. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we're going to jinx that uh, no I think uh, well Celtic over the years there's been a lot of players have had to go through the process and it's uh, always come good so I think it'd be a safe bet to assume that Sorrow will be um, lining up for Celtic I know it's he's a player that's <laughs> been able to watch a decent amount of footage of Sorrow um, I think he's an interesting player He's very good defensively. Reminded, actually, actually said he reminded me of Neil Lennon. Funny enough, <laughs> he's that type of player. Like he's very uh-huh. uh, positionally very good. He's actually got a wee uh, turn that he uses to get away from players. It's maybe not similar to no. his his boss, <laughs> uh, but there's a lot to like about his game. He's yeah. proper sitting midfielder, but he's what you would maybe in that kind of kind of firefights in the middle of the park. Mm-hmm. I think judging by the sense of footage we've watched, he's shooting needs a bit of work. He's got an eye for a pass, like you can. A decent idea where maybe to go with the ball, but I still think that needs to be refined as well. But in that kind of bracket of player, you can definitely see why uh, Celtic been interested. I mean, he's, he seems to fit the Neil Winning profile. He's yeah. strong in the tackle, um, and he's he's got plenty about him as well. Yeah, he seems like obviously it's hard player. to predict these things. Hundred percent. I mean, from what you've you've seen of him, do do you expect him to feature much? It's very, it's hard. Doesn't I mean, it? I mean, that not just in general. Twenty-one I mean, years until the end of the season. I think there's always that rule where someone like El Hamid in the summer, uh, there wasn't much fanfare when he arrived. Now, if he was fit, I think he'd be on the team almost every week. Now, the injuries have been a problem there, but mm-hmm. when he played, he was a big surprise. Uh, I think it's always on a uh, player by 
just an individual player basis on how they come in and settle. I would be surprised. Guys played Moldova, Belarus, away Israel. He's uh, an Ivory Coast youth international. Mm-hmm. So he's been able, for a young guy, he's been about. There's yeah. Maybe he's just got something about him where he can settle quickly. And I think his game is not a tricky winger or, you know, even like a striker, a bit more, not temperamental positions, but. There's uh, not a huge spotlight yeah, on him. Exactly. A defensive midfielder comes in, does the job. Yeah. Um, and I think there's every, a good chance that he can. A decent player, yeah. I think, but there is definitely areas improvement. He's not not the finished article for what yeah. I've been able to watch, but he looks a, a talent. It always, I always kind of think, you know, what must it be like for some of these guys who have, you know, I don't know, you know, he might be a a huge fan of Scottish football as it is, but to come in from maybe not knowing much about the game here, yeah. to come into this, you know, people call it the goldfish bowl of playing in Glasgow especially this year when it's so neck and neck at the top of the premiership I mean it it must be a bit of a, a shock for guys well, maybe it's better to sign guys from Israel and Poland <laughs> so, so they, they don't, don't know what exactly, they're getting into exactly. maybe they don't maybe it doesn't hit them until the summer yeah, so you don't quite uh, realise no I think I think Clamalla by all he seems a bit of a character do you know what I mean he looks yeah uh, he's quite he's got a bit about him and uh, a lot of Polish players have like Arnold Porridge would be another who'd, he definitely had the uh, the right character makeup to drive <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so maybe that's part of it as well. And yeah. You need maybe sort of maybe a quieter type that maybe just takes it naturally. Yeah. Um, I think as well. Like the, it was kind of. I remember when Stephen Gerrard took over at Rangers, he spoke about you know you need to come and play like in this environment. They, they look a lot at players' characters, but so I imagine Celtic do that as well. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. Like you heard of the team that he comes from, where they don't win every single week. So that's that's always a good problem with a player where maybe again they're up against it. Mm. Uh, he actually played. That was a game that I, I think that maybe Celtic. It wasn't long after he came onto the radar. They'd beat Bersheva, an ex-Celtic opponent, uh, and he was excellent. They were, they were victorious that night, and that was a big kind of signature performance for him. Uh, so that shows a bit of his character as well. But no, the, the two boys have come in there. If there is a identical Celtic player that young, uh, something to prove uh, in that kind of one to five mil, one to four million kind of price bracket, mm. and with potential to get better, and Celtic have been yeah. buying these type of players for a long time. Not everyone's worked out, but yep. there's been a lot of success stories, and that's when Nick Hammond in now from previously Lee Conjunt and John Park. That is the Celtic transfer uh, mo. That's yeah. how they do it. There's obviously outliers like um, Julian Edward players are proven quality that maybe they go above and beyond but those players are hard to find in January these mm-hmm. type of players are the Celtic way of doing things in yep. uh, the market and they all seem to have the same agent not all of them but Didu does you know what I mean yeah. Didu's kept busy anyway he, is, uh, he's a, he seems to be a good Celtic man exactly <laughs> in his defence he's got like, he, he's, he's, got, he's got more yeah, hits than Effie Ambrose for all yeah. Oh, of his effieisms was a decent player. Yeah. He was excellent for Lennon. Uh, Lennon was also got Marciano at Hibs off him, Kyle, Gershon, uh, Kazim Richard. Kazim Richard probably the one that didn't work Jeez, but there's a bit on as well. So there's El so Hamid as well yeah, as another. El-Hamid. So there's obviously if you get an agent that's how we'd I think uh, we'll discuss maybe the next few weeks about how agents maybe drive them up. If you get an agent with good players, it's not, yeah. and you've got a good relationship with them, it's definitely an advantage. We should do a special on calling Kazim Richards. Exactly. I forgot all about him. Oh, 2,000 words. <laughs> um, Celtic also, you know, I think Lee Neil Lennon said he was still, I think before Sorrow was confirmed, essentially, 
he said he was still looking for a few more um, but we can understand now that Tyrese Campbell from Stokes can unlikely not to be yeah. oh, so he's likely not to be one one of them we can understand that Celtic are no longer in the running for that one is that maybe because they've, they they got Klamala early or is there potentially as well I think a player like Tyrese Campbell of so it must be interesting for these guys who got what, a famous parent like his dad Kevin played for Arsenal uh, very good player uh, and he's, he's, his career at 21 it's been a slow burner uh, to get us here now he's finally making the kind of grade at Stoke City Mike O'Neill big fan of him obviously got a lot of ability he limped off the other night against West Brom uh, he's a real talent he fits that kind of again a Celtic profile and over the years there's been different types like Solanke, Lutman Masonda I know he's not an out and out striker mm-hmm. he's more um, young English strikers but it appears that um, it won't be the case but he definitely um you can see why Celtic were interested in him. You can definitely... Um, he's got that profile about him, but it's not quite the goals. That's why maybe he's, he's he would be able to be on Celtic's radar because he's not got that 35, 40 goals in the Championship. Mm-hmm. This is him just making the breakthrough now, but um, he's been able to kind of finally make his uh, breakthrough there. But there's teams in the Premier League chasing him as well. We know Rangers are keen. Um, so he's obviously got a big decision to make yeah, as well. Big decision. But I mean, just kind of focusing on Celtic, I suppose there's the transfer stuff. Something between now and the end of the window. Yeah, I think like. there's no perfect way. I know Neil Wynn addressed the Victor Wanyama question, and I think he's answered that the same way he has at the AGM. That obviously Victor Wanyama, if it's possible, <laughs> would be a, it'd be a, a bonus for Celtic to have them. But for a couple of reasons. He is well stocked in midfield, mm-hmm. um, and he's also the, he's on huge wages as well. So mm-hmm. it'd be a, a, a highly unlikely deal to do. But maybe that gives an indication of where Celtic might be at in terms of it might be a lone player or a kind of established player coming in. Because I think Soren Kamala fit that emerging star uh, profile. Campbell, if he did, might have well have been a pre-contract anyway. Might not arrive to the summer. Yeah. Uh, which obviously is not going to happen now, but maybe it is more the kind of experienced player that's going to say that, Neil and He has, that's that he, it. That they th- need a bit of that. Yeah, he, he spoke about a winger. Um, he mentioned that a wide man might be needed. Then he said Marion Shred uh, could maybe prove that he's an able deputy in the right to Forrest, but that's Forrest is out injured mm-hmm. and Shred's not making the squad, so maybe that looks unlikely. El Yunusi's got to be back soon. Mikey Johnson. I think having El Yunusi back can be a big. Yeah, I think thing. so as well. I think there's just. I think a lot. Of, I don't know if if it was. It might you know not necessarily been all down to him, but mm-hmm. I think kind of some of Celtic's best football this season have come. I, I, I agree come with, I agree with that. in the team. I think El Yunusi is the ultimate. This is a modern game. What they talk about, he's a twelve, thirteen million pound player, and that is what he is. If you put it in the kind of spectrum all the players in the world like he's not as outrageously fast he's not the world's best fit but he's just everything about him he's a really solid good winger and I think Celtic when he was playing in the left Edward and they were starting to really strike up a partnership mm-hmm. Forrest as well that's a really dangerous front three with Ryan Christie in behind uh, the four of them can uh, cause any team uh, problems so I, th- I think that'll be a massive thing for Celtic to get see back firing because he is a player that, that will run there in October November before the injury the initial injury before it took him a wee while just to get it did it took him exactly of course it does Uh, but I think he could really be a game changer in the title race so Celtic really need their best players firing so could be Christy coming back Forrest hopefully is not out too long and then you've got Ilyanus as well I think that's 
with obviously Edward and we can't rule out Griffiths as well because he's been backfiring so there's, there's plenty of options in the attack but obviously in the talk in the part like, about maybe an, an experienced striker and that can't be ruled out either like maybe someone just that extra player last 20 minutes off the bench who yeah. knows about injuries you can't ever be too short with the uh, the final stages of the season when everything's no, on the line not, certainly not at all um, were you saying there though that you kind of maybe a winner coming in might be a possibility in your eyes would you uh, see well I think it will come down to availabilities at always January's it's, it's a hard time to do business but if he's looking in the right side Forrest injury and it wasn't his absolute peak um, in the last few weeks before the shutdown Fed doesn't appear quite ready to take up fill up take on the role of Forrest and fill his mantle but I think if the right player becomes available potentially a winger could be an option that's at Lennon's mm-hmm. uh, it would make sense but in the left they seem well stocked uh, El Yunusi come back and Johnson as well there's definitely yeah. options there so we'll wait and see but it's always got to be I think this is maybe the wall in the transfer window the probably uh-huh. famous last words and <laughs> something massive but there is that kind of uh, maybe starts out fast bit of wall picks up again and then it, towards the, yeah, it's the almost, last few days yeah, no I well. would agree with that uh, I don't know if we want to just maybe finish off with a, a wee word about your man about Kowasi oh, I know you've I know you'll have something friend. I know you'll have something prepared yeah exactly off on loan so, to and a wide ranging 2000 word statement honestly <laughs> at the time I thought it was a really interesting about the boy uh, again going to Russia for a player that wasn't an almost Celtic kind of destination when he came in at first there was a couple of games I thought he looked um, a really decent player and he had a great game that's what always we forgot the only person that will remember this is me but uh, <laughs> in the 1-0 game against Zenit in the first leg uh, yeah. that was a crazy Rogers formation it worked really well but Kouassi was playing as a number 10 pressing really high and he was absolutely brilliant he kept the ball really well actually, yeah. he was really really good and I, th- I think that night maybe at the time felt that was his big moment because he he's still very young do you know yeah. he's probably 21 at the time uh, but it never happened the injury obviously serious and the injuries yeah, derailed him that's of course that's been a massive win. thing but he's was starting that day it was a Betfred Cup semi-final he's in the team mm-hmm. that was the same day that another player Ryan Christie comes on and scores and his career's completely altered uh, he looked on the way out at Celtic at the time but uh, I think it would be Kouassi Abu Kouassi I don't know I remember <laughs> So we're, uh, he's, you know, I think for a a player like that, Celtic, that, that's their, we're talking about the signing anymore. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, those are still the type of players will go for. But I think unfortunately, yeah, not, good, not every one of them is going to be a. No, I, I think that's like a fair that. way of putting it. Yeah, but at times I was at one point uh, certainly it was going to be a, a future Ballon d'Or winner. But that is, um, I'll relent on that for well, now. He was anointed there to Scott Brown by. Brendan Rogers was exactly. he not to an extent yeah I think that was the, the role for him but uh, never quite happened but they'll yeah. be he'll be following his career in Belgium 100% and, well, he's got a loan with the option exactly. to buy at the end he'll of the season he'll be back the new five year deal he could so be I'm back sure. could be back who knows be there. anyway that's all from us today but you can join us again next midweek to talk all things Celtic thanks to Graham for joining me and remember to subscribe on Acast and iTunes to get the pod as soon as it's available and you can also rate us on there as well thanks for listening 